Happy Monday, everybody. Happy March Madness Monday. What a fun thing to say, Andy. And welcome to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsburts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and as mentioned already, joining me as always in his beautiful white Betsburts sweatshirt. That, that's yeah, a classic, is my, isn't it? Like, this is Betsburts classic, the old one. So, yeah, it, it does feel we just discussed this off air. Is it another fuck off day? Like, you know, usually it's Thursday and Friday. Like, are people working today? Calling in on a Friday and a Monday is pretty rough. But I mean, there's games. There's a there's CBI games to start like right now. There, I should. Oh man, how, how am I going to talk about a game that already started? I guess I, I still can. I mean, I put it out on the app. But CBI games start right now in about 40 minutes. Iowa and Oregon tip. So a lot of action going on. We'll get into all that. Obviously, I put some picks out in the app already. But we're going to start with something that maybe the the wildest thing that happened over the weekend, which it's not. Oral Roberts continuing to win, like they look dead. I had them. I had a little bit on plus nine, just uh, as a tickler, and it felt good, felt good. And then it's like, oh man, they're going to blow this bad. Like all of a sudden they're down by ten. Florida's looking like you know a powerhouse program all of a sudden again. And it was it was crazy because it was like similar. The Houston, the end of the Houston game and the end of the Oral game were like dangerously similar as far as like, Oh man, they're done. And then just the other team missed some opportunities. You go on like a 15 to two run, you take the game. It's, but like one of those teams is a legitimate top 10 team. And the other one was like, I said this to someone, the other one was their fourth favorite to even win their conference. Like they shouldn't even really be here. So what they've done is pretty wild, a lot of fun. And obviously cashing on them Friday was Almost hilarious. I love, it might be one that's of the big. That's one of the one of the bigger numbers. I'm I'm thinking Lehigh and Middle Tennessee State as yeah. 15s were a little bigger, but uh, yeah, that was a ton of fun. Uh, the system worked, and uh, yeah, start. like I said, some wild stuff happening, and we're gonna start with that in the NBA because basically you had not not the chalk in the MVP market, but near the top get injured. And we don't know the, the extent of that. And then, I mean, the chalk in the rookie of the year break it. Now they're saying it's a broken wrist for ball, which kind of bodes poorly for him playing it all the rest of the season. And you've seen some of those markets adjust. This is similar to like uh, the golf stuff. You'll see that, you know, it, it's never happened like when we're on the show. So I can't talk about it live. But when the favorite has pulled out now three times in a golf tournament, and there's that magical twilight hour of, None of the books have adjusted yet, and you can bet these with the favorite taking like five to fifteen percent of the market. The fifteen's high, five to ten percent of the market. So basically, you're getting instant CLV on any outrights in golf. It's happened three times this year wildly, and uh, there were some people <clears throat> who kind of grabbed some nice numbers last night. And I guess I was just going to ask you if there's any scraps left. Are we are we looking at the MVP market? I did some price shopping. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll start with the MVP. Yeah, go there <laughs> again. LeBron James had a uh, pretty nasty looking, what they're calling a high ankle sprain. Um, for those of you that are big sports fans, it's kind of an ambiguous um, timeline. Um, everyone seems to react differently to having all those tendons and stuff yanked around. LeBron James is obviously you know one of the most finely tuned athletes that we have on planet Earth. So. You look at the range, it's like six to eight weeks. I tend to believe it's eight weeks. Going into that, um, you know, he was pretty much the favorite to win the MVP award. Uh, for most of the season, it was a toss-up between him and LeBron James. I'm sorry, him and Joel Embiid. Um, once Joel Embiid got hurt, LeBron became pretty much the prohibitive favorite 
trying to remember. He was pretty close to even, definitely less than two to one. Um, last night, obviously, he gets hurt. Things shut down. And now what we're looking at is Nikola Jokic, now kind of the, the favorite in the market, if you will. I'm seeing right around even minus 110, where I'm looking right now on Nikola Jokic. Embiid now five to one. Um, it's expected that Joel Embiid will be in back. So that's kind of interesting. We'll put a pin in that. LeBron James now six to one. Again, we're expecting him to be out probably, in my opinion, at least eight weeks, you know, given what we've seen historically with high ankle sprains. Then you have names like Giannis, eight to one, James Harden, nine to one, Lucas, 14 to one. Dame Lillard's 14 to 1. Then you have Curry 20 to 1, Leonard at 50, and then everyone else is 100 or higher. You know, you could pretty much go through it and cross at everyone at the 100 or higher list. If, you know, I'm flipping through. They're mostly secondary players on good teams or guys that are already behind them. You know, Jokic at minus 110, I would never bet anyone on a, in a market like this at, at that kind of price. You know, given what we just saw, we've seen already twice this year. You know, the prohibitive favorites, beat goes down. LeBron goes down. You can't be laying minus 110. And B to 5 to 1 is tough because, you know, the Sixers are going to be really careful with him when he gets back. Same thing with LeBron James. Giannis at 8 to 1 is not going to win the MVP three times in a row. Maybe no. he does, but I'm fatigue. certainly not betting on there, it. There's, there's likely it. some fatigue there. I know, like, and as a casual, I'm a casual. Like, that's that's become like an epithet now. People calling someone a casual, but I am a casual when it comes to the NBA. And my eyes were drawn to Damian Lillard, obviously at a much better number yesterday, but still fourteen to one at uh, at Winbet has fourteen to one. A couple other places do as well. Yeah, that was the number I, I like. Um, you know, a lot of people have been asking about James Harden at nine to one. He's going to split up votes with his guys, and people are going to remember that he got traded and basically through you know through a temper tantrum to start the season. But Lillard 14 to one, I think is the most interesting number on the board. He's played very well. He's had a lot of big shots that he's made, really carried this team um, and kept them afloat despite having a lot of injury concerns. Um, I'm actually on him for the beginning of the season at like 20 and 25 to one, but at 14 to one right now, that's the best number on the board. There's probably a little bit of value there. You know, a quarter unit, half unit, I I think um, is definitely a good play on him at 14 to one. Again, most of the names ahead of him you can cross off. And because Jokic is minus 110, there's got to be some value in one of these numbers. And I think Lillard is, is where it lies. If that team continues to play well, if they fight for a top four seed, you know, this is a media award. It's all about the stories. And people are going to want to give Damian Lillard the MVP when he's making last winning shots, having fourth quarter comebacks. There's going to be all sorts of stories as they get demolished in the first round of the playoffs. But it's a regular season award. So I think you're right. Lillard 14 to 1 is a great place to start. Yeah, I'm definitely underwater with my my Luca. Like, I don't. Is there any anything to be said for Luca at the current prices? There's some 15s out there. Like, is that is that dead at this point? Just with the the teams. I mean, some of it is team performance too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, the team's got to have a, a certain record. Well, I like that. Um, they, somebody should put a market no, out on that. Like, probably like, not. <laughs> how many how many games do they have left? Like, what twenty? About 20, and basically our good buddy from the NBA chat, uh, Brisket, was pointing out they have two games against the Timberwolves. I'm going to try to pull up their schedule right here. Yeah, I was going to say, we should set like a a total. Like uh, we should over over under two and a half wins rest of the season. I think it's uh, – I'm going to see if I can pull this up quickly here. But if I remember the last time I looked, it might be over under half a win. Um, They're going to be, I think, underdogs just about the rest of the way. Even to the looks like they have twenty some odd games. You know, Charlotte's lost Lamelo Ball, but they'll still be a favorite there. They have two games in Minnesota. 
Um, those are back-to-backs on a Friday or Saturday. That That's probably their best oh, chance. You, do, you don't just walk in the Apple. You don't just walk in the Target Center. Especially, um, that's that's actually a good segue into the person who is all of a sudden Rookie of the Year chalk. This is true, Mr. Anthony Edwards. But yeah, I, don't, I, I honestly set the Rockets. I'll look at this. Maybe we can put something out tomorrow as kind of like a fun thing for the show. But it's going to be one and a half, maybe a half. I mean, you have to take into account they've got Lakers, Clippers, Hawks to finish the season. There might be some sort of rest nonsense victory they sneak out at the end. But the tank is on in Houston. And Anthony Edwards. One, I'm going to go one and a half then. One and a half. And yes, yeah, we will right. segue over to the because we, we did say we'd talk about a couple of these markets before uh, Devs threw us off course there in the chat. But um, yeah, with, with ball getting hurt, Anthony Edwards is anywhere from like minus 170 to 225 in the mark, minus 225. Not a prohibitive favorite, but a heavy favorite. And, you know, I, I say not a prohibitive favorite because of the nature of these markets. Um, it's not the same as, you know, like Gonzaga no. to win their, win their region. You know, there, there are certain things that can change, a, a, you know, an awards market, a smaller liquidity market like this pretty quickly. So it's, it's a big number, but uh, is there any value anywhere? I did a little shopping around of this, but, boy, it, it's hard to find some decent numbers on anything here. Tyrese Halliburton and Emmanuel Quickly were the two names that stuck out to me. Halliburton's right around five to one. Um, you know, you've got Edwards right around minus two hundred. Let's call it. Lamelo Ball is still on here, second favorite, right around plus two hundred, plus two fifty. I'd like a two-way market on him. that. Yeah, I'm not expecting him to play the rest of the season. I would definitely not bet that. So then you look at Halliburton, you look at Quickly, and then everyone else is eighty to one or better. Like Sadiq Bay is not winning. Wiseman's not winning. Maxi, as much as the Celtics love Pritchard, that's not happening. Quickly, you look at 10 to 1. Derek Rose has been out. It'd be nice if he'd stayed healthier. I, I don't know if there's a ton of value. I'm on him at a bigger number. But Halliburton at 5 to 1 or better, I, I think, is going to warrant a play for me. I'm going to do a little shopping. I looked around earlier. I want to see if I could find like a 550, maybe even a, a stale six somewhere. But I think I'm going to be able to get 5 to 1 on Halliburton. Um, you know, I think he's moving into a starting role, if not playing a ton of minutes for the Sacramento Kings. So I think he's the most appealing number on the board and, and frankly, has some value. Um, because I, I don't know. Has Anthony Edwards actually been that good? I know D'Angelo Russell I mean, he, started, he's got some he, opportunity, he, but he had an exciting dunk, and he yes, he's going to be very good. But it, it's hard because he's on such a bad team. Like it's hard to take some of those players seriously. But yeah, I did find quickly at a twenty-five to one. I'll DM you. And uh, Halliburton, yeah, five to six to one, kind of throughout the entire market. So some looks there before we actually bet on something that might settle up before the end of the year. You've got, right. some, you've got some NBA action tonight. We do. We do. I got two picks. Um, we'll start with an underdog. Uh, going back to the well here with the Cavaliers, um, I, I think they continue to be undervalued at home in the market. Yes, they're on a back-to-back. Yes, they're on a three and four. It's also, um, I believe, a three and four for Sacramento, and it's the last game of their road trip. So I think kind of an equal down spot for both teams. Um I lessen the effect of the back-to-back, given that both games were at home. I actually have Cleveland as a small favorite here. I, I would have this as a pick em, basically. Um, again, they've been much better at home. I know that people don't think home court advantage is the thing, and, and it's not huge. But some of these teams, you do see a stark difference in their performance. Um, they do seem to get up and, and play better in, in more comfortable surroundings. And Cleveland is one of those teams. So I think Sacramento, again, on the last game of the road trips, looking forward. My projections here, again, make this much closer. So happy to take Cleveland plus four. I might even sprinkle the money line just a little bit, Andy. 
I dig it. You know that you know that's uh, a move I like to use, especially over the weekend. Played a few money lines. And it worked. Now we're going to go back to a place we haven't been for, for quite some time. Uh, NBA unders, Minnesota, Oklahoma City under 226. Oklahoma City, Al Horford and Shea Gildress-Alexander are questionable tonight. Uh, Minnesota continues to be without D'Angelo Russell, um, as well as Malik Beasley. I just There is going to be a dearth of offensive talent if even either of those guys are out for Oklahoma City again. 226 to me is very high. I actually played 227 earlier. I have this total closer to 220, honestly. So I play this down probably to 225, even 224 for a little bit. I just struggle to see how there's going to be a lot of points here. It might be a close game and, you know, that's me knocking on wood because I don't think we're going to have overtime, but that's really the only conceivable way I could see this screwing up or Carl Anthony Towns putting up like 50 points or something. It's just as I, you know, one of the things I always like to say is if you, if you haven't considered how your bet might lose, you haven't really thought of it. Um, but as I try to consider how it's going to lose, it, they sound you know kind of like sillier and sillier things to me. So numbers point to it. The matchup points to it to me. And um, maybe even to give you a little hint, there's some other people on the floor that should help us as well here. So under 226. Yeah, I, uh, all I do is think about how my bets are going to lose. Like that's my life. <laughs> you should always do that. It's a, <laughs> it's a really – I mean, it is a really good exercise. So, um, And I will say – before we get into my college basketball, which uh, some of it's even playing right now, still offering the $500 risk-free bet from our friends at WinBet. I'll have links out to those later today. Again, I put out a blog. I basically listed the prices for underdogs and the 12, 13, and 14 seeds. If you, I mean, you could have picked really wrong. I bet them all, so it's easy. But you could have uh, taken a $500 free bet and turned it into five keys pretty quick on uh, – on Oral Roberts, which, God, I, I regret not betting that, like, legitimately heavily. <laughs> I, I mean, I had the – I remember it was one of those where I felt so fucking smart. I had the early numbers. I watched it tick down. I had some 17. I had some 17 and a half, and I felt so good about my CLV, and then they, none of the numbers even mattered anyway. So we will have links up for that. Check me out on Twitter. Check out the Brown Bag Bets. I'll have a tweet out that later. And if you have questions about how to use your frisk-free bet, hit me up, and I'll just – send you a link to that blog again because there's still plenty of ways to find some nice underdogs this time of the tournament hell we're not even done with the first round still feels weird still feels really weird that we're not well, there so we are done with the first round we're in the second round well, the, the first weekend you, you know you know oh, okay. that, so. right, the far yeah, yeah it is it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah. this is funky i'm not sure i have a lot it's monday i'm supposed to like do stuff on monday and this this is going to be happening it's not like yeah. friday which i usually goof off anyway it's not, it's not going to be a good a good Monday. I'm going to try to get some stuff done, but I did bet every CBI game. Um, I put these out on BetSpurt. Somebody said their alerts weren't working. I'm going to yell at the development team. I know we're working on a lot of updates right now, so apologies for that. Go check it out. I do have seven plays that haven't tipped yet. Stetson is playing right now. That's a close game. There's you know, 15 minutes left in the first half. Long way to go to cash that plus nine, but I like that number a lot. Coastal Carolina. Bryant is the you know, Bryant's your high-scoring mid-major. They're the one with the totals in the 160s. They're going to run and gun, but I have Coastal Carolina very much ahead of them as far as the power rankings. I know some of this can be a little tricky with uh, maybe um, motivation, especially in a really low tournament like this. I know Coastal Carolina probably taking out some money, 
But uh, oh, and somebody said Justin Turner's not out there for PG. That's gonna help. That's gonna be nice. Bow- Bowling Green's a team I liked. I actually bet them to win the MAC. Um, obviously, I bet them and Ohio. Ohio got it done. Ohio's gotten it done again, which is sweet. Ohio plays later today. In fact, I have a bet on that Ohio game. But yeah, the Chanticleers, that's good out to three, honestly. I like that one. I think they should be favored a lot uh, more than that. We're going to see how some of the motivation plays out down here. This is all in Daytona Beach. Um, and Stetson is Stetson's like a 20-minute drive from Daytona Beach. So kind of a home game there uh, for them. Um, Pepperdine first half. I, I like Pepperdine minus 10, but I didn't know how I feel about some of these bigger total or bigger spreads and a shit tournaments like this. So I played a little on the first half, I, another one where I, I think they should be favored by like 13, 14. I can't make sense of this number. Uh, kind of a weird deal though. They did, um, they did come a long way, you know, from Malibu, California, all the way out to uh, Daytona beach, long drive for them. But I, I guess that means they're excited to play if the school said, you know, fuck it, we'll go to Florida. And then Army over 140, um, Army's a team I bet quite a bit. And I've, you know, I've kind of, when they lost by whatever in that first half, like 30 points, said they let other teams shoot. They're big inside. They're going to protect the rim and they're going to give you the jump shots. And I think Bellarmine will take care of that. And then Army's, it's just a good matchup for Army as well. So Army should be able to score here. I think this is a titch low. And then I don't the have as idea much why it might be ticking down. Ticking down, good. You get a better number than me. I still, I still think people think it was some, some high, so high. And truthfully, I couldn't even get that. Um, I think Don Vest is having problems because I couldn't find it on the app right now. So if if you didn't get the alert on that, good because you're going to get a better number, and I'm probably going to rebet it. So, and then uh, nothing fancy here. Just uh, I ran my numbers on these. It liked a lot of chalk. Truthfully, I just I don't see it with uh, some of these dogs today. They can't all win. I guess they could all cover, but uh, yeah, Iowa is the first one. I don't like the Oregon's matchup versus Iowa's bigs. Iowa is a bigger team. I think that's going to go poorly for them. Iowa moves on, and I got to cheer for. Honestly, if Oregon won and USC won, that'd be good too, because I have USC and some weird uh, weird uh, pools that would make me a bunch of money if they advanced. Abilene Christian. This isn't Texas. Um, you know, you're not facing a team that's going to turn the ball over considerably. So um, UCLA minus five, Ohio over 149. Ohio's going to get theirs. They have, again, one of the best players on the floor. They're going to be fun on offense, but their defense is going to struggle. Creighton should play better. I mean, they've shot for shit a little. They still moved on, and they can play a lot better on offense. I like this over, and yeah, Bama Maryland. I'm just—it's not like a Big Ten fade, but again, my numbers ran funny on this, and I don't—I don't see Bama that close here. So I went kind of chalky today, which is gross for me, but uh, that's where I'm at. I don't mind it. I mean, sometimes sometimes the favorites win, Andy. It's like you said. Yeah, no, I bet. I mean, I, and I said I said this in my post that I forgot to bet some or post some stuff, but I went two and two the other day. But I mean, it was favorites, and honestly, like USC was one I loved on Friday. And that was I didn't play much on that, and they clearly covered the six. So some of these favorites are going to be in some mismatches. We're not; they're not all Oral Roberts. So let's just Close say out with some uh, tennis. I will say before we get to that, I I just got noticed that a certain um, famous better. Um, who likes to bet against tortoises is, I think, on all the underdogs you just bet against. So, 
Not the worst thing in the world. He'll he'll live. We do have tennis. We're playing in Miami. We're going to Miami. This is a big tournament. I don't even know why. I don't it know is. why I have clay. They used to have the purple. I don't know why you have clay. It just looks nice. It's just I like clay. It looks it's very prettier. aesthetically pleasing. And the courts are slow, so you know it's not quite clay. But yes, this is a WTA and ATP one thousand. Um, basically, this is the tournament level, just below a Grand Slam. Um, I believe you can earn half as many points here as you can for a Grand Slam, something like that. But still, big money. Um, you still generally have very good fields. Um, the men's side, very famously, has had quite a few holdouts, um, but still some good players. The women's side is pretty much, um, you know, chocked full. I was looking through the draw today, just to bet everybody showed up. Um, We've got qualifying, though. This is an interesting tournament. Usually tennis tournaments start on Monday. Um, I believe main draw play here starts um, tomorrow, if not Wednesday. But we've got some qualifying. They're actually playing right now. and We've got three matches this afternoon. Um, three just money lines here. Qualifying is tough. Um, it's tougher to find totals and things for some of these. And as I went through, the, the numbers actually look pretty solid. But three money lines for me here. Jasmine Paolini um, as a small underdog, minus 145 against Olga Danilovic. Danilovic somebody who is a younger player struggling in form. I think that she gets a lot of respect in the market simply because some of her um, you know, older data looks good. She's got some good numbers if you start to pull them, but if you start to look at the last couple of weeks, couple of months, um, you know, Paolini's playing tennis, playing good tennis, um, you know, better tennis than Danilovic really ever played. And Danilovic really hasn't been doing much in anything. So happy to grab the favorite here. If it gets to like minus 150, there's probably still a little bit of value there, but um, I played this at minus 140. Again, like it up to 145, maybe minus 150 for a smaller play. Um, Elizabetta Cochoretta, somebody that we bet on a few times, was actually lucky enough to get her at open here at plus 100, still like her at minus 115. Um, she is playing Claire Liu, an American player who, you know, strong serve, but I, I don't think has the game really suited for some of these slower courts. Cochoretta has been playing some great tennis as well, so have to take the younger player in form here in the slower situations. And Renata Zirazua, someone I bet on quite a bit. You know, again, I think the market still continues to lag behind, which he can do on some of these hard courts. The slower condition should be okay. Um, she did lose for us last week in um, – not Guadalajara, but Monterey. Um, so she actually had some time to get up here and get settled and things. Um, there was a little bit of a bubble, you know. Hopefully, we'll try not to keep uh, to keep the COVID out here. But she's got Astra Sharma, an Australian uh, who's actually taking some money here. I think you can get a little better price on Zerazua, frankly. Um, I got one twenty-five. I'm actually looking at plus one thirty right now. So, you know, again, a little confused as to why Sharma, the Australian who generally likes quicker conditions and doesn't have much experience playing in the U.S. Um, is taking money here, so happy to grab Zerazu there as the underdog. So three yeah, money once again, for not us. on clay, despite my not picture. on clay. Although, these are on hard I mean, courts, slower like hard courts. Start traditionally slower hard court. So it looks like these are all afternoon matches in the East Coast time zone. Yeah, around four o'clock, and the next two are night matches around five o'clock. So plenty of time to get those in, but a little action while you're watching uh, some March Madness, Andy. What a fun day we have! And speaking of, if your bracket is busted, you will have another chance starting Wednesday because golf will be in match match play format. Not only match play, but kind of bracket style. They'll have groups. Um, even I don't fully understand. I got to do a little research. I have to do this every year to try to remember the format about this. But it's basically group play, and then they move out of that, and then you do just straight up uh, match play against each other. So there, there's some 
there's going to be some fun golf, some fun, different golf. You can actually still bet outrights on this because I mean, somebody is going to be the winner in the long run, but um, more about, yeah, more about that tomorrow. I'll probably get into that a little earlier this week because it does start on Wednesday, but golf will be a little goofier this week. Ended up in the, in the black on full tournament head to heads. All my outrights made the cut. Nobody was able to catch Matt Jones, but. Um, still a fun week overall. I got to reevaluate some of my daily play stuff. I just picked the right guys on the wrong days. So, uh, again, thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging. If you do listen to the podcast, rate, subscribe, all that jazz. If you're watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up. Thanks for everybody in the chat for telling me how bad my army bet was <laughs> and how good the, and how good the Stetson bet was. Yeah, you can't win them all. So you can't, you can't get closing line value ever, especially when somebody very much disagrees with uh, the total there. So good luck today with everything you do. And yeah, don't work too hard because it is still just the first weekend of the tournament. Let's not, uh, let's, yeah, let's ease into the work week. And again, check out anything else I'm going to put out on the Metsperts app and we'll check you tomorrow. Thanks for the hang.